Hello and welcome back to Post Credit Podcast. I am your host, Preston Moore. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Raymond Venuya. Raymond, say hi. What's up, y'all? Alright, we have an exciting uh, episode for you guys today. Personally, I have been on vacation this past week, so fun story. I'll, I'll lead off with with my my last couple hours. I have been outside of the country uh, for a long time, and right now I am actually back inside of the country. I'm in the USA, but my flight got canceled, and I'm recording this from the Dallas, Texas airport. So, uh, hello from Dallas. This is not where I live, but I'm here. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, we're good. We got an exciting, we got an exciting episode for you guys today. Um, we are going to talk all about rating movies and how we rate them. And is Rotten Tomatoes actually that important? Uh, we'll discuss. So, that being said, Raymond, how are you today? I'm good, man. I'm excited. This is, you know, when I was thinking about this, I was stuck in LA traffic, you know, for like a good three hours. But yeah, I was really just sitting in my car thinking about this. And I was just like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes really is the worst. Like, isn't it? It really it? is. It's like, you, I mean, okay, here's my lead off thought. We really market movies now based on its Rotten Tomato score. Like, doesn't it, isn't that weird? Kind of like how before Rotten Tomatoes, it was like, you'll get all the logos of all the different magazines and newspapers, like LA Times and like these, all this stuff. And now it's just like, nope, here's a percentage, by the way. You know, and it's just like, yeah. Because I remember when Fan Stick came out, even they had like at least one magazine say this movie's good, you know. And it was just like okay, like <laughs> it's like they got it hyped by one person. That's like it got people like me you had to come into the theater and see it. But now it's just like, oh yeah, Lion King that has a failing Rotten Tomato score. No way, fifty some percent. Uh uh-uh. uh. And it's just like, wow. I can't believe you've come so far to reduce movies to a number. Well, and you know what? Uh, Lord knows that Fantastic Four didn't want to show their Rotten Tomatoes score. Being that it is a whopping 9%. Oh, Jesus. Uh, (laughs) That's that's honestly a little generous, but... It, it, I think it is, too. I could probably find a 9%er that's better. Maybe I will later. Um, Yeah, I hate Fantastic Four. That's like... I I hate that movie so much. I I could talk about that movie forever and how much I just don't like it. Because I wanted it to be so good, you know? Mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be good. And I know we've talked about this before, but, like, I was so, so, like, like really thought it was going to turn it around, you know? It and finally it, gave us the good one. It, yeah, and then, and then it didn't. It was actually one of the first movies that i reviewed for our website um i remember that which is the cinemaspot.com yeah cinemaspot.com the cinemaspot.com i'm gonna plug it real quick right here uh shameless plug go follow our website but uh yeah that was the first that was one of the first movies that i reviewed it might have been the very first movie i reviewed oh man i'm sorry (laughs) not a bad start so i know i (laughs) I got my practice in on reviewing bad movies, um, (laughs) 
Yeah, I tore it to pieces. Oh, no. I mean, and everybody I, in America did almost. Because it's terrible. It's just so bad. I Part of me wants to go back and watch it just to see how bad it is. But the other part of me doesn't want to do that at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. Fantastic is is not not very good. Oh, no. Um, but, so, Raymond... You know the topic. I've been on vacation. You've been prepping this whole thing. So why don't you lead us off with what we're starting with today? All right. So for today, I guess the big question you everyone listening needs to ask themselves is, does Rotten Tomato scores turn you off? What do you think, Preston? No. <laughs> um, that, that's the no. correct answer. That's what it should be. But you'd be surprised. I, yeah, right. I mean... I personally, like, I think it, it, like, Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know, it's really interesting to me, Mm -hmm. because you do have all these people that, like, like, generic audiences, you know, they base their thoughts on a movie around Rotten Tomatoes, you know, I have friends a lot of the time, they're like, oh, but this, this movie got such a good score on Rotten Tomatoes, how did you not like it, and I was like, I didn't like it because it was bad, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's hard for me to 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 talk about and to put my feelings on it exactly just because I know there are so many people that literally just see the Rotten Tomato score and let that decide for them whether or not it's a good movie. And that sucks that people do that at all, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's so... Like, why do you... I don't know. I don't know. But... You know, for me, I don't I don't put that much weight on it. You know, I if a movie gets a bad Rotten Tomato score, I may be more prepared going in, mm-hmm. you know, thinking, okay, this one might be a bad movie, or it may be worse than I thought, you know? Yeah. But I'm not going to not see it, or I'm not going to base my opinion of the movie around that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing. I do... I trust... There's a website called Metacritic. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, you've seen that. It's on IMDb. I trust Metacritic a lot more. I, I wouldn't say that I trust either of them a whole lot. But when looking at whether or not a movie is good, I definitely trust Metacritic more. But Rotten Tomatoes... I don't know. I, I do think it's interesting... Like what you're talking about, how they literally market films with like, this movie got an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, so yeah. you should come see it, you know? And, and it's, it's become such a staple, you know? And that's like, yeah, that's to just where, the interesting thing about it, you know? It's just that I can't believe, yeah, we're really reducing the quality of a film down to a number, but the truth is, for a lot of people, that's what it becomes, you know? And it's not even just is the movie good or not? And I know that, you know, they weigh out a lot of opinions based on proven journalists and movie critics and things like that. But at the same time, it's also just, I, yeah, it's mind blowing to me, but I hate to say it. I feel like I'm actually on the opposite side on this one because, you know, movies aren't cheap, man. And sometimes if there's like a movie with a low Rotten Tomato score, low key, yeah, I'm just like, I could put it Mm -hmm. off. And then a couple yeah. of weeks later, go, go by, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I still haven't seen it. I think 
a good example for me, I'm not going to even lie to you, is The Lion King. I've still yet to see The Lion King, and it's just right, like, right. you know, you you see the, that low score, and you see a lot of people out there, oh yeah, this movie's bad, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not this, it's not that. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I, I hate to really say it. You, you hate to see it, but the truth is, <laughs> yeah, sometimes a Rotten Tomato score can keep me out of a theater just because... Why am I going to spend 10 bucks, 12 bucks to go see this movie when I can go see another movie that looks at yeah. least to be a little yeah. more promising? You know what I mean? Right, right. And, you know, I do have um, certain certain uh, people, like Internet people, people on Twitter, you know, whose opinions I typically agree with, mm-hmm. you know, people who I trust, you know. When I see, or even, you know, like, I watch a lot of, a lot of, um, YouTube, like, there's a lot of YouTube critics. Yeah. Um, and I have my set, uh, list of, like, critics that I genuine generally really agree with, you mm-hmm. know, so I might watch their reviews before a movie just to see, um, and I typically agree with a lot of what they say, um, so, you know, the reviews, on one hand, reviews for a movie definitely matter, in terms of like what um one so you know what you're getting into Mm -hmm. but two like that's obviously how a film's gonna market itself and that's how they determine things like the rotten tomato score all that kind of stuff and all that goes into whether or not you want to see it you know like you think a movie's like and i don't know if you ever saw it but book smart came out this year yeah that that's my number three movie of the year Uh i've seen upwards of 35 40 films this year Damn. still not as it's i want it to be higher not gonna lie uh-huh. but um that's like my number three movie of the year it, i love i loved book smart but i would not have seen it if it didn't have so many people that i know and trust you know talking about it on twitter just that word of mouth came around and i was like oh yeah i got a free afternoon might as well go see it and it's a comedy and i saw it with literally it was me and it was five middle-aged women, uh, two rows ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, it was me and my gals. Uh, and it's a comedy, and so like when you see a comedy, you want to see it with a bigger group of people, you know, because you want those laughs. You know, I for me, like the theater experience is a big thing for me when I'm seeing a movie. Mm-hmm. Whether or not I like a movie determines, like it can be determined on my theater experience. If I see a movie opening night i'm more likely to like that movie than were i to see that movie you know really a long time afterwards yeah even i think i'm not gonna lie to you i i told myself i wasn't gonna talk about this movie this episode three times in a row but for the third week in a row i'm going to bring up spider-man far from home now listen this is where this relates to my point that i was making though that i was talking about i when I saw Spider-Man Far From Home, I didn't see it on opening night. I wasn't able to. And I ended up seeing it at a really late showing that only had about... Uh, it was me, my dad, and then maybe seven or eight other people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, those laughs... I think comedy, it, it definitely changes my perception of a film. A lot of those laughs, when I didn't... It, it changes for me when I hear the big 
the big laugh around me. Does that make sense? Like the audience reaction no, to definitely. stuff? Because like it's an about audience the experience. Yeah. yeah, and it makes it more funny when I can laugh alongside other people. Whereas if something funny happens and no one laughs except for me, mm-hmm. like I'm still going to laugh. I'm that guy who will just straight up cackle if something's funny. Like I'm going to laugh. I'm not going to hold it in because I'm the only one. But um, it does change how I view the film after getting out if I'm like well you know like that just didn't really hit it for me um uh, sometimes it has been because like I saw it with three other people and that's it you know uh-huh. but that being said book smart I saw with five other people you know all those middle-aged women a couple rows above me and I ended up loving that one regardless so it kind of does vary but there have been times where a theater theater experience can change my opinion on the movie personally oh no i think for me it's really just because i actually prefer watching movies pretty in a pretty quiet theater even a comedy i'll enjoy watching like a comedy by myself or even a horror or maybe not a horror movie just because you know i get terrified too easily but i enjoy watching movies by myself just because i really like to dig into the movie and really think about the storytelling and all that but when it comes to the theater experience, I don't know, I just, I can't, I always try my hardest, especially in movies like the blockbusters, you know, like the big ones like Batman vs. Superman, um, Avengers, any of them really, any Marvel or DC or Star Wars property, I really try my best not to get, not to let the audience affect me just because I feel like it becomes almost like, a conformed opinion to the audience and I guess it's like it becomes the audience score there you go it becomes you know and I feel like that doesn't mean that it was a good movie it just means maybe there was a moment in there that was cool you know it's like even Spider-Man yeah. 3 everybody laughed when Tobey Maguire danced you know like yeah. I was laughing yeah. I, I was cringing but I was also laughing but that does not mean that's a good scene and yeah yeah for sure yeah and I think that also going back to just like Rotten Tomatoes too I think the thing that makes it really interesting as much like it's not that you know I I let off with it's the worst but now sometimes that I think about like you know it's really interesting because it also just goes to show a movie can be critically accepted you know because these are people who are talking who know movies you know and they know what good movies are supposedly or at least in their professional experience but it just really shows that you know movies can be good and you could still hate it and movies can be bad and you can still really enjoy it you know what i mean yeah for sure and i mean i don't think it's I, I think it's very much up to the person like it's very subjective in that you know you decide whether or not a movie is good for you you know it's not you know a lot of the time people will um agree with whatever they read or whatever they see like the rotten tomato score but you generally it's it, it's up to you to decide whether or not you think a movie is good you know what i mean no definitely i think like for me my big thing with that have you seen ladybird no okay not. so ladybird i think it was nominated for an oscar but i know the the lead actress was nominated in the year it came out but yeah that movie was critically like claimed it everyone said you have to go see ladybird it's one of the greatest movies i've ever seen like you love coming of age right i do love coming of age that's like my favorite genre of movie that isn't made by christopher nolan like that if that was a whole genre that'd be my favorite but anyways 
Yeah, it's like <laughs> if when they when that movie first came, everyone was just like, and people that I trusted too were like, oh yeah, like you need to go see this movie. So I went to go see it. Had a high Rotten Tomato score, high audience score. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I walked out and I was like, I want my money back, man. That was the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, and then I just looked at it and I was like, you know, it's weird because it had all the mechanics of like a great movie and had all those things that you think about like, oh, when, when a movie is good, this is what goes right. But I still can't enjoy it. I don't know. It's, it's really interesting just because, yeah, I feel like there are just a lot of movies out there that you you would never think about seeing because it has such a low tomato score but then when you go to see it you're like wow I'm, i love that that could potentially be my favorite movie of all time and vice versa you go into a movie and you're like yeah i'm gonna go spend my money on this movie and it's just like yeah that was the worst thing i've ever seen <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i one that i and i'm not gonna lie i need to rewatch it mm-hmm. but there's a movie that did so well. Actually, you know what? I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to look oh, up no. its Rotten Tomatoes score. You're going to be upset with me for this oh, one. I already know it. Why? I know. I'm I sorry. mean, you've already um, dropped so this movie, Far From Home on me a million times. <laughs> I know. I know. This is another unpopular opinion of mine. This movie is 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Very high. Um, that's out of 431 reviews, and it is 92%. Uh, that's really good. Yeah, that's that's a... better than like almost every movie Wait, on the site. What is the audience score on um, that? Before I know, the audience score the audience score is eighty one percent. So it's a little bit lower. That's still pretty good though. Um, no, yeah, audiences loved it. I I saw it and I was very bored the entire movie, and I I'm gonna preface this before I reveal what movie I'm talking about. Um, I need to rewatch this movie because I think this may be due to the fact that I wasn't paying attention well. I don't know. I really want to rewatch it so I know whether or not I really like it because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the movie is Dunkirk. What? <laughs> For real? Yeah. I didn't like it at all. Oh, I was my. so bored. I was so bored. But that's like the ultimate the theater time. experience. It's the ultimate boring experience for me. Why? <laughs> like, Wait, tell me why. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is I can't, I don't have fleshed out argument and reasoning uh-huh. because I don't remember enough. I just remember being extremely bored. I don't remember a single character's name. And Okay, that's fair. I mean, to be fair, they barely talk in that movie, so it's hard to remember that their names. is another thing is I just wasn't, I think... Maybe I wasn't paying t- attention enough. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. I was also on a date, so that might have had an effect. Oh, I yeah, was a little can, more... I can do it to you, man. Well, you know how it is. You get more focused on, you know, getting getting the courage to hold a girl's hand, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Instead of watching the movie. I don't know, It was man. a long time If you put ago. me in a Nolan movie, I'm kind of in my zone, dude. Like, I don't care who I'm with. I could be sitting I... next to... Christopher Nolan himself be like, well, dude, chill out. I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, and another thing is I wasn't as big of a movie fan as I am now. I definitely know 50 times more about cinema as an art form and just a, about film. Mm-hmm. Much more. I know I know a lot more about, you know, the whole the whole genre 
of art, you know, and how to how to tell what's good and what's bad and like how to critique a movie. I feel like I'm much more knowledgeable about that now than I was then. I wasn't a big fan then. Um, so maybe I would like it more. That's why I say I need to rewatch it. But, so I, I but that's just one that like at the time everybody was raving about and you know people still rave about that one and I look back I think back on it I'm like I was just really bored and I was really not into it at all um but I that is my disclaimer I want to rewatch it really bad see I mean that's fair because forgive me that was my sentiment towards Thor Ragnarok actually that's been my sentiment towards a couple movies that I'm like you know I ended up really loving it after my second go around like Thor Ragnarok's probably my biggest one. Like I hated it. As soon as I walked out of the theater, I was like, it gave me a headache. I was done. Like this is this is a movie was stupid. I don't ever want to see this again. I hope Thor's character <laughs> dies in Infinity War because I just I can't do any more of these <laughs> Thor solo movies. But yeah, and then I, I was finally like, I'm gonna rewatch it. I rewatched it. And it's true, you know, when you let a couple, when you let time pass and you learn more about movies and you just watch more movies you start to realize maybe these movies that I watched back then that I was like, oh yeah, that was a great movie. It's not so great anymore. And movies that were horrible are great. And then the other one for me too was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. When I when I first watched it, I was like, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't that great. And then I was like, yeah, number one's still better. And then actually, yeah, you kept harping on it in our group chat, just like, no, I promise you, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume oh, yeah. 2 is an oh, amazing yeah. movie and is a mile better than Guardians 1. And I was just like, really? I, and then I will never not talk about that movie. Then I, I yeah, then movie. I finally watched it again. And then I was just like, nah, I get it. Yeah, I was like, this is a really good movie. And then, I don't know, mm-hmm. it's just like when you learn more about movies and yeah, you learn how to critique them better and you learn more about what you're looking for in the story. Because I feel like, you know, that's what it comes down to with every movie you know, even between like the cinematography, the music, uh, the acting, the directing, the screenplay itself, it all comes down to what's helping tell the most effective and best story. And yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's interesting because when you, that's why it's like when you watch other movies and it's interesting because just like, oh, did you not see how that was like an amazing thing that just happened and people are just like no not really that was really stupid it's just like wait what like mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. yeah i think a yeah. big one for me on that was like batman vs superman where i was just like no this is a mm-hmm. great movie and people are just like yeah it really wasn't and i'm like what do you mean they, it had yeah. everything. it was like a detective movie and it was just it was yeah. great yeah i think i think part of it especially with superhero movie culture is we've gotten to the point where people are so so um, marvelized. Mm-hmm. Does that? <laughs> that's not a word, but th- basically what I'm saying is people are so so you know geared towards Marvel, mm-hmm. so that if it's not that style of you know movie that Marvel has, you know Marvel has a lot of similarities in their humor and their you know the way that they tell their stories. You know, there's a lot, and the humor is the biggest one. Yeah. Um absolutely. As every Marvel movie has some humor, even, you know, Endgame and Infinity War, mm-hmm. they're funny movies. Um so I think um that when people see a movie that's not 
that that doesn't have that humor maybe it's darker in tone you know which is where you can look at batman v superman and that's the big biggest one is that movie you know and obviously a lot of people genuinely think that it is a bad movie and people who know more about movies than me may think it's a bad movie Mm -hmm. and that's fine too but like personally i think it's pretty good it's obviously one of the most divisive movies um oh yeah but i i think a lot of people just turn that movie off just because it's not funny enough Mm -hmm. you know it's got like one joke yeah maybe yeah (laughs) um and people notice that and if it's not that style then they what's the point in watching it you know they are bored with it because of what it is you know no i definitely see that but i think also a big part of it is too and this is something that i talked to you about previously but i just it just really came back to me was i feel like too a lot of people go into movies with expectations of where the story should go especially in superhero and like pop culture like bigger movies like that like star wars i mean oh yeah those are like the big yeah. that's like the biggest ones i can like anything marvel dc or harry oh harry potter there's a good one you know it's just like in star wars it's like people come in with here's what we want to happen versus what makes a good story and is what did happen a good story and i feel like mm-hmm. yeah that's why a lot of times like they'll be like oh yeah i hated this movie it's like oh why'd you hate this movie well because this happened and it's like but wasn't that a good part of the story? Like, didn't it make sense that it happened mm-hmm. that way? And it's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. but I just didn't like yeah. that. I'm like, well, right. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you then. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like... <laughs> sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry yeah. they don't make the movie for you. <laughs> something that I... It, exactly. Something that I really, really don't like is thinking about Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Right? So that movie... Oh my gosh. Like, not enough good things to say genuinely haven't seen a person who watched it and didn't like it yeah you know like it's that good Mm -hmm. it's just a whole nother level of awesome but there were a lot of people and still are a lot of people that say well i didn't watch it because it was animated oh god that gets me what why would you say something like that? Like, what do you mean because it's animated? I'm sorry it's a cartoon, but that's the best way that you're going to see a comic book come to life. First of all, like, animation is a better medium to see a comic book in its truest form mm-hmm. come to life. Like, it's better than live action, even though live action can be more awesome to watch, you know? Yeah. But that's the first thing. But second, whoever said animation was only for kids like i know not even like you watch into the spider-verse yeah kids can watch that movie and love it but also it's a very deep and dramatic and complex movie and a lot of the relationships that it forms you know especially when you look at peter i think the for lack of a better word fat peter um i was like bum peter that's one way to go about um, it bum peter that's that's a better sorry i don't want to fat shame or anything that but you know you know what i mean like that's that's his arc in the movie is really really deep and it's a very adult arc you know it it, you can't really relate to his arc unless you've really been through a lot yeah and you you or you've seen someone go through a lot Mm -hmm. you know because he he really has hit rock bottom bottom and you know a six-year-old's not going to relate to that he sees spider-man he thinks cool you know so spider-verse in in itself is a very much 
has a lot of adult elements to where, you know, it's got these these complex themes and these complex characters that aren't. It's not for little kids, you know. It's not like it's you know. Oh no, definitely. Like, a, it's not like it's Dumbo or anything. <laughs> like, it's not a it's not a little kid movie, you know. And that's why, you know, preconceptions can be a dangerous thing also, when people just say, "I'm not going to watch that because it's animated." That that's so frustrating to me. Like. I have, um, so Guardians, like we said, Guardians 2 mm-hmm. is one of my favorite movies. It's probably my favorite movie, uh-huh. you know. Um, definitely up there, top five. Mm-hmm. Um, love that movie. And I love Guardians 1 as well. It may not be as high on the list, but I definitely love it. My sister, if you're listening to this, awesome thanks for listening but also <laughs> i don't she probably not but my sister didn't want to listen or didn't want to watch guardians for the longest time mm-hmm. and i was like why don't you want to watch this movie like why i'm telling you it's funny it's good she loves that old-timey music like that era of music that they play in both the guardians movies that's the music she listens to 24 7 so i was like you will love this movie and i know you will like i know it has everything that you want and so i'm like why don't you want to watch this movie and she said because there's a talking raccoon and a tree in it and i was like what and (laughs) i was like the raccoons the raccoons are very good character thank you very much like um i eventually got her to watch it and she begrudgingly likes them i think Mm -hmm. um but she it was just like and that's not to call you out emily if you're listening but you know that's just one of those things is like there are people who go in with these preconceptions and i have done it too i think we've all done it but when you go in with that preconception of like i don't want to watch this i already know i'm not gonna like it Mm -hmm. then yeah you're probably not gonna like it as much as you would have if you'd gone in with an open mind you know it's not even just that i feel like it when you have qualifiers like oh well it's animated and this is something that i've had beef to with like the oscars for it becomes then well what what so what if it's animated what makes that any less of a film than some of the other films that are there you know and i'm like i won't go as far as to say into the spider verse is the best movie that came out last year i mean i I haven't seen all the ones that were nominated for oscars or or anything like that but a lot of it people a, would make that decision. It deserved a Best Picture nomination over Black Panther. I'll say that. I'll say that, too. I mean, and I love Black Panther. I love Panther. Black Panther, but yeah. But yeah, I don't think Black Panther no. deserved to be nominated for an Oscar. But my point is, yeah, it's just like, when you start adding like, oh, well, it's animated, so it should be thrown into the Best Animated. It's like, well, no. I mean, yes. Okay, it should win for Best Animated. But at the same time, why are we saying that animated movies can't also be thrown into the conversation for the best movie of that year you know and also another movie also proved that animation isn't just for kids sausage party (laughs) just had to throw that out there (laughs) when i saw that movie i was like yep like i really thought like at first i was like oh it's about talking food that could be funny then i and then i was like like, then i saw like what it was actually about i was like oh god yeah this movie is not for children (laughs) i was like yeah oh god but my point I, is too that, well that movie that movie tricked a lot of people oh yes <laughs> i'll say that i had i i remember um when that movie came out i was talking to a friend of mine who had two children two little girls mm-hmm. and she was like yeah i thought it was a kid's movie so i played the trailer for him oh, <laughs> and no. it was 
Yeah, and then they started, they just start dropping the F-bomb in front of her little girls, and it was like, what? Oh my god, like, what am I watching? Yeah, and that last but, scene, yeah, I was like, movie, oh my god, this is happening. Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't watch the movie, but I know what the last scene is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, nah, no, yeah. I don't even wanna. <laughs> I, I <laughs> it, it's gross at my girlfriend, and I was like, I can't believe this is happening, I can't believe we're, we're, like this this is in we a paid, theater. We paid movie to watch this happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the point is yeah, it's just like yeah. when you throw qualifiers on what is a good movie and how we review movies and things like that and it's just like, oh well it has this in it, oh it well it's just this and I think another thing too, beyond the well it's an animated movie so it can't win best picture. For me too, it's like Yeah, well Go ahead. They I read this and I obviously wasn't alive for it, so I can't confirm it because I wasn't there because uh-huh. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> but um, let me look it up real quick. I heard that the um, the best animated film category mm-hmm. was only added because um, in 1991 or 1992... When mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast came out, it almost won Best Picture, and they were like, "No, we can't have that. Make Best Animated Film," and you know that sucks. Yeah, like Beauty and the Beast is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's an awesome story, and it's an awesome film in all aspects of it. So like, why shouldn't that be able to win Best Animated, or why shouldn't that be able to win Best Picture if it was the Best Picture of the year? You know, and exactly like you said, I don't think. Spider-Verse, you know, maybe. To me, it was the best movie that I saw that year. I didn't see all of the Best Picture nominations that given, um, and I didn't see all the movies that came out that year, but it was the best movie that I saw that year. But that being said, I definitely think that it um, deserved a Best Picture nomination over a movie like Black Panther, which... yes. God, I love Black Panther. I mean, I will vouch for that movie twenty four seven. I was honestly really happy when it got a Best Picture nomination because even though I didn't think it necessarily may have like deserved such a high accolade, yeah, I was still happy that we were seeing superhero movies get that recognition. Exactly, especially a movie, a movie like Black Panther. That's like that was an awesome superhero movie, and I'm glad that people are recognizing it because it was great. You know. But that being said, Spider-Verse is probably, it, it's significantly better than Black Panther, you know? Yeah. I love I love Black Panther, but I can find some flaws in it. I can find a number of flaws in it, yeah, and I can talk find, about them. We could them. probably find a couple in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I could find two or three. I could list them off right now if I needed to. But, like, Spider-Verse, like, that's a movie I can't think of a flaw. Like, that's a flawless movie. I, like, that's, that's... That's just good, and everyone agrees that it is just good. It's a good movie, and it's it's just goes above and beyond. And that you can't find a whole lot of things that are wrong with it. For me, I can't find anything. I, you know, I love love that movie I think, and everything about it. So I definitely think it deserved one. I think for me too. Know? Yeah, it's just like going off the Black Panther thing too. It's like yeah, I was happy to see Black Panther get nominated for the fact like okay well at least we're seeing superhero movies you know and blockbuster movies get nominated for oscars now because they are 
good movies you know like i hate that we have to say oh it's a good superhero movie it's like no it's a good movie but yeah i but yeah i agree that i could think of a lot of movies in the past at least too that probably deserved that recognition at the time it's just we weren't there yet in cinema culture where we could accept that i think for me the two biggest ones that come to mind or Logan in The Dark Knight, I felt like those are two movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, Logan got the, got the best screenplay. You know, wasn't it? Yeah, best, like, adapted or something best like that. Best adapted screenplay, yeah. Yeah, and it won for that, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure. I think it did. But the point is, it's just like, why I'll wasn't, check, yeah, why wasn't that thrown into the, the best picture category? I mean, like, all right, so The Dark Knight, I mean... It's probably, and I'll die on this hill, if anyone would like to disagree with me, I don't see who would, but uh, it's clearly the best superhero movie ever. And I don't know, for me, it's just, how is it, and I no disrespect to the nominees from 2009, but The Reader, Milk, Frost and Nixon, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and Slumdog Millionaire, which won. For me, it's just like, are you telling me that The Dark Knight didn't at least stack up to some to these movies in to be nominated for best picture and for why Mm -hmm. because that movie i feel like you know going to our next topic too it has everything that you look for in a movie you know and Mm -hmm. i can't point out a flaw in that movie and it's just it sucks to see that a lot of people maybe it's the academy maybe it's critics maybe it's audiences but every everybody at some point somewhere you know, has had has had or does have still qualifiers for movies as to what makes this a good movie. And I feel like, yeah, yeah it's just, like, especially with, like, the Oscars, too, it's like they discredit a lot of good movies just because it doesn't meet some of that criteria. And that's where, you know, we get, like, the Oscar-friendly movies kind of term. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just yeah. like, oh, that kind of sucks that, you know, that these movies are winning Oscars and not because they're bad movies or anything like that. I mean, there are some, I think in the past that you could argue like, Oh, so that are really one, but right, it's just that right. like, yeah, we're not letting blockbuster movies, especially just get that chance. even though they are for a lack of a better term, better movies than the other stories that right. are being told. Well, and it's just like, well, by the way, Logan actually didn't win that. Um, call me by your name. Oh, okay. Well, that. to but, be fair, that's a really good one. Yeah, but at least they got the nomination. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know. I just think, like, just because it's a blockbuster movie, like, yeah, they spent a lot more money on it, and it's a much, you know, it's going to make a ton of money in the box office, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't make it any worse. You know, that doesn't mean that it's going to be lesser because of that. You know, it should still be completely available to to get the things, you know, to get the awards that all these other movies can get, you know, it shouldn't detract from the movie just because it's a blockbuster movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which was the whole debate with when they made that category that was like best popular film is just like, why? why? Oh yeah. Why can't a popular film just be good? You know? Exactly. Like, and what even, I'm glad they got rid of it because what defines a popular film? Exactly. Like, and they announced that that category like the summer after Infinity War came out, and I was like, "You literally just created a category just so you could give Infinity War an Oscar." Stop it, <laughs> please. Like, oh, stop come it. Come on, like give it something that it actually deserves. Like, and maybe it did. I don't know, but it's just like what 
what are you doing? Like, come on. Exactly. It's ridiculous. But moving on. But. So. Yeah. Moving on. And I guess now the question is, so what to you at least are you looking at when you review your movies? Like, what's something that you're just like, or the things like the, if you had to like just list it off like right there and then like, what are the things that you look for and you're like, yeah, that's a, that was a good movie even after the second or first watch. Like, what do you think that is for you? I am primarily looking at story. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think that's going to be the number one factor. Yeah. Is story. Story and characters. If you have good fleshed out characters in a good story, then you are probably going to get a four stars out of five from me. Mm-hmm. You know, that is what that's that's the most important thing if you can nail those then you're probably set you know yeah if your story's cohesive if the script itself is tight if it makes sense you know if it flows if the pacing is good stuff like that that's all story elements if your story's good then typically for me at least in my opinion the movie is good now that being said there are some things that can come in and detract from that Mm -hmm. where you look at performances you know i hate to put it on an actor because it is it's a stressful it's a tough thing but sometimes an actor's performance can be pretty bad you know yeah and when you look at that you kind of also have to look at well was the script bad or was he bad or or she bad Mm -hmm. you know because sometimes it's you know you got a bad script and there's nothing you can really do with it i or a bad character design um when i think about that i think of jared leto's joker i love jared leto I love the Joker. I think the potential there was through the roof, and I think they squandered it. I don't think he did. I think he did the best he could with what he got. But when you put yourself in his shoes, he walked into a meeting, and they said, okay, so we're going to tat him up. We're going to make him have a grill. He's going to have damaged on his forehead, and he's going to play this mobster, like, gangster type But he's type still not guy, the main villain. And he's going to... But he's and he's just a side character, like all that, and like he walks out of that meeting and he's like, "Oh man, what do I do with this?" You know. So I think he did the best with what he got, and that is where you can look at, you know, that wasn't my favorite performance ever. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor, and I know that, but that wasn't a great performance in my opinion. I think he could have done a lot better, you know. So there are things that can come in, like the performances of the actors. Another thing is the CGI. If it is a movie that uses CGI, that is. You know, if oh, yeah, it's no, a movie that relies on visual effects, mm-hmm. like if it leans on that for a lot of the story, then those visual effects better be pretty darn good. Because exactly, if it detracts yeah. from the movie, then that is a distracting point, and I don't want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you look at a movie like, um, I don't know, you look at a movie like, What's a movie that has bad CGI? I'm just blanking right now. A movie but, that has bad CGI? Yeah, when you... You know what I mean, though. When you have a movie that, you know, for all... <laughs> like, you look at the... Um, the Incredible The Hulk. old superhero movies. The, the Incredible Hulk, pretty bad for the most part. Or Thor. Thor, the first Thor. Yeah. Like, that CGI detracts from the movie because it's distracting. And... Or even you look at Rogue One, um, when they recreated Grand Moff Tarkin. Okay, yeah, I was like, I was like, I hope like, that's what you're talking about because the rest of that movie. No, was no, amazing. yeah, 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 yeah. The rest of the movie, solid CGI, solid visual effects around the clock. But you look at Grand Moff Tarkin, like that was a really cool recreation. But at the same time, 
when you see it, you know it's a CGI person, and that detracts from the movie because you see it and you're like, oh man, that's CGI. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you're taken out of the movie because you realize that you're not, you're no longer transported to this place. You see it's CGI, and it takes you out. So, I think things like that can come in and you know take away from a movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, a big thing is like. Could you imagine if Avengers Infinity War had bad CGI? Oh, man, if Thanos looked like Patrick, that I think the entire 10 years would have gone to waste. <laughs> yeah, like like Thanos is the main character of that movie. If he wasn't spectacular, uh-huh. if his CGI wasn't amazing, then that's going to be a worse movie for it. Even though the story is good and the characters are good and the performances are good, if that CGI was bad, that's going to make the movie pretty bad, you know? And that's just something that is one of those little things that if you have a movie that's going to involve CGI, like a lot of these superhero movies that we tend to focus on, if you have a movie that's going to involve CGI, like a lot of these movies do, then they have it has to be good CGI, period. Yeah. If it's bad CGI, it's going to stick out, and that detracts. You know, Because it ruins so the suspension of disbelief. Absolutely. And yeah. for me, I think that's like my big thing. It's like when I go into a movie, of course, I'm looking to see, you know, did the cinematography work for me? You know, did, uh, did the music work for me? Did this, was the story, yeah, like you said, like tight and concise and did everything that happened need to happen in order for the next thing to happen? You know, like, did it all have to be there? Was there some, was it, because for me, it's just like, if there's a scene in there that's just there, to be there or a shot that's just there to be there all it does for me is like take me out of the movie because it's just like i know that it's almost like a filler yeah and i mean yeah i think for me a big example of that yeah is kind of just like most of Zack snyder movies <laughs> like i love Zack snyder <laughs> as a i wouldn't say as a director i love him as a filmmaker and i think i really do feel like if he was a cinematographer he'd do amazing <laughs> like just a sole cinematographer oh my god i'd love that but i feel like there are a yeah. lot of times like a especially in his later movies where it's just like we get shots just for the epic shot and we get a lot of cool moments but it just doesn't seem like it flows well with the story or ruins the pacing and for me i think that's a big deal and like you said too yeah when a movie has bad cgi or bad effects it gets to me because it because the point of the film right is to tell this story and when you tell this when you tell a story i feel like a big part of it is you have to get your audience to believe that whatever story you're telling is true to these characters. Like, we truly do believe that for Iron Man, the greatest threat in the universe is Thanos. And even though, mm-hmm. you know, we know, or, you know, we may not know, who knows, that there are giant purple aliens out there collecting Infinity Stones ready to destroy everything, we <laughs> still believe that for this world, it's real. You know, and we believe mm-hmm. that it's real for them. And I think when, when something in a movie happens that doesn't support that or that takes that out or ruins that in any way shape or form that's when it starts to be like okay that's a knock you know that's a point down but yeah at least for me i think that's what i look for just because i want everything to support just the story because you know that's what a movie really is and so if an actor yeah it's like i hate to throw it on an actor but like if your lead actor doesn't perform well then you know then of course it's not going to be a good movie just because you could have the best story in the world, but if I don't believe him, then it's over, you know? 
And yeah, it, and I think mm-hmm. a good example of that is Hayden Christensen in the Star Wars prequels. Oh, you hate to see now, it because I love Hayden Christensen, now, but I, yeah, you hate yeah. to see it. Right, right. Now you think about that can be taken. That can go a lot of different ways because you can think. You know, part of me something that I have said mm-hmm. before is Hayden Christensen. Maybe he's not a good actor, but he didn't give. He wasn't given a fighting chance with the script. And, you know, that's a topic for another day. But I don't think the script of those movies is very good. I mean, you look at the line. Um, I hate sand. I hate sand. It gets everywhere. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, man? This is Star Wars, and you're talking about how you hate sand? I mean, you know, like, yeah. if you're Caden Christensen, put yourself in his shoes. You get handed that script by George freaking Lucas. Who are you to tell him no? You get handed that script, and you're like... Okay, you know I'm gonna like, tell you I hate sand. <laughs> how are you gonna? How do you go about that? You know, like you have to deliver that line, and some lines and some scripts, you can't salvage, and I think that may have been part of his issue. But at the same time, a lot of people will say that it's all on him, you know, and the same way that a lot of people, I think, you have said something similar to this mm-hmm. in the past, but. A lot of people don't like those first three Spider-Mans because Tobey Maguire, you know? Yeah, that's... Yeah, exactly. Personally, personally, I like Tobey Maguire a lot. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people who don't, and that's totally fine. And if that ruins the movie for you, then it's sad to say that it's the actor's fault. But it can fall on the shoulders of the actor sometimes, especially when it's the lead actor like Tobey Maguire or Hayden Christensen where they're carrying this franchise and they can't carry it, you know? I will say that that also does just show the power of the actor because when an actor does carry a movie like Leonardo DiCaprio in like every role that he's in, it's just like wow, that right. is one really talented actor. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, and well, we are running out of time, so let's just yeah. Not, are, you, are you ready for? Yeah, you ready for it? Let's knock All it right. out. So. What we're gonna do now um, for our last segment of this episode, we are gonna list three movies uh, that we disagree on the Rotten Tomato score. So, like, if the Rotten Tomato score is good, or we and we actually think that it is a bad movie, or if the Rotten Tomato score is bad and we actually think that it is a good movie, uh, that's what we're gonna talk about. So, Raymond, mm-hmm. we'll start with you. So, what is your first one? So, my first one is definitely Batman versus Superman. <laughs> It currently weighs in at 28% on the tomato meter. And I... Oof. For, yeah, for me, I'm like, that's really, really harsh. Because I understand that the movie was long, and a lot of it is just, oh, it's grim. Well, yeah, well, so what if it's grim? Does that make it a bad movie? It's like when you're talking about the Marvelized thing, you know? It's just like, why does grim have to be bad? You know, and I don't think that it deserves that low of a score. I mean, I understand it wasn't the greatest movie in the world just because there's some plot points that were really confusing, at least, but at least that was solved up in the Ultimate Edition, I'm just saying. But anyways, yeah, it just it just <laughs> sucks to see a, a, what I think is a good movie have such a low score for things that, when you look through the reviews, it's like, oh yeah, it was really grim. But that's my number three. What's yours? Yeah. That, so I'm going to say that was my number three, but I literally just changed it as we were talking about it. Um, So before I say my number three, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I love Batman v Superman personally. It's a movie that 
I really like a lot. Um, I really like the Lex Luthor character a whole lot, mm-hmm. which I could talk about that another time. But he is uh, one of the driving forces, as well as, you know, just I really like the story. And personally, I think if they hadn't put Doomsday in that final trailer, mm-hmm. that movie would have been received way better because the Doomsday twist would have been an actual twist and it would have been a shock and people would have been like, oh my gosh, Doomsday's in this movie, you know? Yeah. Instead of like, we knew this was happening. He looks like an ugly Ninja Turtle. Oh, man. oh there you go. Bad effect. Oh, God. Stones coming out the back. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But um, that's my two cents on Batman v Superman. But my number three is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, Interesting. This movie... Well, this, I just changed it literally one minute ago. Mm-hmm. But this movie is sitting right now at an 88% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 76%. Are you serious? I, yeah. Wow. Yeah, 88%. Yeah. Right? Isn't it, isn't it just... It's... it's wow. Um, now, I... I don't hate this movie at all. I actually I enjoy it. I think it's very lighthearted, mm-hmm. and that is the one word that I would use to describe this entire movie is lighthearted fun because that's all it is. Um, the problem is it doesn't have enough of that, and I think that the characters kind of suck. I think they took a lot of great elements from the first Ant Man and threw them in the trash, uh, and that's sad. But yeah, a lot of people love this movie, and clearly, I mean, it's 88% with 397 reviews, mm-hmm. um, and it's certified fresh, and I just, I got out of it, and I was like, that, there were a lot of things in that movie that really let me down, gotcha. you know? Um, but yeah, that's my number three. What is your, what's your next one? So my number two is Star Wars The Last Jedi. I don't know, man. Okay. It's at 91% fresh. I'm like, all right, I'll give in. I don't think it's as bad as any of the prequel movies, you know, and, but I definitely don't think it's better. I don't actually know what the Force Awakens uh, score is, but I definitely don't think The Last Jedi was this great of a movie. I think its audience score, which is a 44%, is a lot more close to what its score should be. Yikes. That doesn't really surprise me, though. For me, it was just like, a lot of the things that happened there, I was like, wait, what? And there was a lot of, I felt like some of the scenes in there, especially like, and I, I hate it because I know that she got a lot of flack for her role and it sucks because no actor should ever be berated because of a role they play, you know? I mean, that's like their dream, but yeah, it's just the character of Rose mm-hmm. just really didn't work for me in any, no, yeah, yeah, I in didn't... any aspect. And I was just like, I can agree with you on that. I hate that what happened to her happened to her. That just shows how toxic the fandom was, but exactly. the character itself was not great, and it could have been a lot better. Yeah, and so and for me, and she had a decent amount of screen time, or at least, and even if it's not that much, she had way more than she her character should have had. I mean, I will give it yeah. that there are some things about that movie that I did love. Like that is probably my favorite visual Star Wars movie because the cinematography yeah. in that movie is amazing. And, but yeah. It is, it, and it feels very different from the rest of Star Wars yeah. in the cinematography and in every other aspect of the movie, but the cinematography as well, yeah. But And there are some moments, too, that I do enjoy, 
but there are just a lot of things about it and i hate to yeah i really you hate to see it but yeah rose it's just like we spend so much time with her and it's just like we really didn't need this character at all in this in this movie but that's my number two what is yours that's that's the third time you've said you hate to see it so i think that's gonna be the title of you this episode. See, you hate you know, to see it. Like, I just yeah, recently I learned that that was like a meme, like that that was a thing, and I was like, oh, yeah, I, oh wow. I say that. I say that from time to time. <laughs> um, so my number two, this one. <laughs> oh no. I'm laughing just thinking about it. You, I don't think you'll dislike it. I just think you'll be surprised that I came up with this one. Um, but this movie is currently sitting at a whopping nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-huh. Uh, the same the same exact score that Fant Forstick had. Okay. A movie that is probably my least favorite movie. And this movie is one of my favorite movies. Um, the audience score, though, is 51%, which is nice. But there are only 51 audience ratings. Oh. So that doesn't have a whole lot to go off of. Uh-huh. Um, but 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, definitely rotten. Uh, this is... Uh, Mike Myers, Cat in the Hat, uh, from 2003. I, I can't I, believe that movie is rated that low. 9% is harsh. That's cruel. I mean, that's, like, a, that's, that's a emoji lo- that's that's emoji harsh. movie cruel. Like, that's, that's really messed right? up. Yeah, that's what, that emoji movie was god-awful. But I personally, like, Obviously, there are a lot of things that are wrong with this movie, mm-hmm. and I get that. Like, I get it. There are a lot of elements. Like, they use some CGI in this movie that is so terrible. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the child acting is not great, uh, especially by the kid. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously, the design for the cat is pretty creepy. It's not as um, bad as cats. Well, we could get into that another time, but it's not a great design regardless. Like, it's it's just a weird thing. Mm-hmm. The whole movie, there are a lot of things that are wrong, but this movie is so, so funny. There are a few movies that will have me rolling on the floor in laughter, and this is one of them. Like, this movie is one of the funniest movies I have ever seen. There's so much humor in this movie. There's so much adult humor in this movie. If you're listening to this and you are over the age of 15 and you haven't seen this movie, The Cat in the Hat from 2003 with Mike Myers, and you haven't seen this movie in the last 10 years, I very much encourage you to revisit it. Damn, because watch this now. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, so I was four years old when this came out. That's how young I am. I'm, I'm a baby. But I was four years old when this came out. And I watched it when I was a kid. I didn't care for it. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot about it. And then when I was 16, I rewatched it with my friends just for no reason at all, just for fun. And we loved it. And that's when I rediscovered this movie. And since then, I have watched it so many times because it's always one that I pull out whenever I have friends over because it's such a funny movie. Oh and people always get mad at me whenever I pull it out. I'm like, wait, I got something for you guys. You're going to love it, I promise. Then I pull it out and they're like, what the heck? We do not want to watch that movie out of any movie you choose that. Um, but I, I, I think it's so funny. Yeah, that's all I can say is the humor in this movie is just so good. And if there's so much of it that it's my... It, it, it's your it's, unpopular uh, opinion. 
it's my unpopular opinion. Nine uh, percent is really harsh. Yeah, that, like that's brutal. Man. I understand. <laughs> that's really cruel. I understand there. Are, I wouldn't give it certified fresh even. Like I wouldn't say that. There are so many things that are wrong with this movie from a filmmaking perspective. But based on the humor alone, I would give it at least forty. That's see, that's fair. Yeah, I could I could agree with that. Like that forty percent, like that. That's at least you know not terrible. Yeah. So yeah, go back and watch it. But what is your your last unpopular opinion that you have? I feel like it's not that unpopular because I feel I see a lot of people with this, but it still shocks me that its tomato meter is this low, weighing in at fifty six percent with an audience score of seventy five. Man of Steel. I mean, really? Yeah, I just it's hard for me to believe that people don't like this movie. The only thing that I have a knock on this movie for is Michael Shannon says, I will find you, like, I swear, 90 times in this movie. I will find you! Exactly. I'm just like, okay, man, like, we got <laughs> it, like, in the first hour, but after a while, I was like, can you Can you not? But, yeah, for me, it was just like, I don't know, one, this is a movie where the cinematography... The music, the acting, all of it's good. The story is good. My, like I said, minus that one line, I really can't find anything wrong with it. Like, if I had to rate this movie, I'd give it at least, like, an 85. You know, may, like, it's up there for me. It's just, I just don't understand where people don't like it, you know, and that I, I feel like a, this is my ultimate example of you had expectations up to what a movie should be, and you didn't, and the movie didn't give that to you. And that's why you gave it a low score. Because a lot of people would say that, oh, well, Superman's supposed to be bright and hopeful. You know, and this movie was a little bit more grim and I'm just like, or a little bit more dark and grounded. And I'm like, yeah, because it's a new take on this character. You know, it's like, you can't expect everything to be the same as the source materials. Everything would be boring. So, you know, it's just like, but for what we got and what the directors were going, what the director and screenplay writer were going for, it's a really good movie. But, I digress. That is my point. That is number one for me. Man of Steel. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I like Man of Steel a lot. That That is one of those movies that, like, I... That's another one that I need to go back and rewatch. I've been wanting to rewatch that movie for so long just because I remember really, really liking it. I just haven't seen it in a really long time, so I don't know what my opinion on it actually is. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies that... I would have to rewatch to get an opinion on because I don't remember enough to have a solid opinion on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do remember the one thing that I really, really like and one thing that I think is one of the most underrated characters, period, is Lois Lane in the DCEU. Mm-hmm. I love Lois Lane. Like, she's one of my favorite parts in Batman v Superman. A lot of people thought that her whole subplot was kind of a weak point in the movie but it's one of my favorite parts just mm-hmm. because i love the presence of this like it would be so easy to make superman's girlfriend like a damsel in distress like yeah. that would be the easiest thing he's superman he can always save her you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i feel like she is a really strong and confident woman that like is obviously what we need more of in hollywood these days but it's also like something that there was a trap that they could have fallen into being that she's Superman's girlfriend, but they didn't fall into. So yeah, I, I definitely like Man of Steel as well. Um, but my 
my number one most unpopular opinion. I've talked about this before. I'll talk about it again. Um, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. (laughs) This movie is sitting at 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. 52? 52. It is rotten. Uh, The audience score is a little bit better. It's 64% on the audience score, but still 52% um, on Rotten Tomatoes. Not very good at all, but um, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Period. Like I, that is all I want to say about it. But I'll go on. Um, I, I recently rewatched all of the Spider-Man movies um, in anticipation for Spider-Man: Far From Home, mm-hmm. and I got to the point where. I was watching this movie and I was like, okay, like I liked this movie when I first saw it when I was 15, but I'm probably not going to like it this time because now I know a lot more about movies and I might see a lot of the flaws that I didn't see when I was 15, you know? And so I went in expecting this like just trash movie the way that everyone treats it. Mm -hmm. And I watched it. And as the movie went on, I got more and more into it to where I got to the end of the movie. And I was like, that was great. <laughs> like, that was so good. And I, I finished the movie. I was like, so when's the bad part coming? And it never came just because so much happened. And I was like, this is this is just a good movie to me. I really, really like this movie. I love Peter in this movie. I love him and Gwen. I love their relationship. The death of Gwen Stacy really hit hard for me um a lot of people make fun of it but i really like that that death really hit me and a lot of this movie is carried her too yeah okay well (laughs) (laughs) that's fair enough um yeah they (laughs) Thanos thought he was cool with the snap, but Gwen Stacy's back did it first. Um, <laughs> but I, I really like that. That scene is very emotional to me, and I think a lot of the movie is carried by Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone's chemistry. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think the first Amazing Spider-Man is carried by that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have a lot of bad things to say about Electro in this movie. I really like yeah, him. I didn't get that. Like I loved Electro. I, yeah, I really like... I don't have any problems with his character in this movie. Like, I think he's a really, really cool character. I love the way they develop the whole Max Dillon character before he becomes Electro. How he's kind of obsessed with Spider-Man. A nobody, nobody knows his name. So when Spider-Man's like, you're my eyes and ears, like... I don't know. That's just one of those things that this movie has so many moments in it that are just perfect spider-man moments you know like it it just is spider-man to me like that moment um there's another moment when he walks the kid home uh with his science project Mm -hmm. um there's obviously the final scene where that kid walks up and he's got the spider-man outfit on and he's gonna stop the rhino like that scene to me like i god i love that scene and it's like Spider-Man's return after nine months of being gone after Gwen died. And I don't know. that That's another thing. This movie is another example of the trailers 
screwing over the movie because I genuinely think that the trailers have a big influence on how the movie is received. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, like I said, with the Doomsday thing, I think the Doomsday twist would have been received really, really well um, if it were not spoiled in the tra- in the trailers beforehand. And yeah. I think in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, they marketed that final shot of him against the rhino mm-hmm. so, so much. Like, that was in every trailer and every TV spot and everything. And then, so people were expecting the rhino to be this big character in this movie. And he's really reduced to a couple cameos and that's it. And people really didn't like that. And that's just because of the way they marketed it, you know? Like, that doesn't have an effect on what the movie is, you know? Exactly. But, yeah, I could go on about this movie forever. I really, really like this movie. I think it's really good. I think it's, in my opinion, the most underrated comic book movie. Um... But yeah, that's my that's so my you're last me one. It's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. It says it in the title. How do you guys not see it? Come on, <laughs> it couldn't be more easy. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really good. But the fan- Fantastic Four is not fantastic. So oh, no, not e- it's not There's, even fanforstic. It's not even fanforstic. It's like fan two stick at best. <laughs> <laughs> okay um that being said we are out of time for today guys thank you guys for listening uh we really do appreciate it if you're listening and you've liked what you heard make sure to leave a thumbs up or a five-star review or whatever quantifies or qualifies as a like um on whatever service you are listening to that really does help us out a lot um We really appreciate it. We'll be back next Monday with more juicy content to talk about. Uh, Maybe we'll have seen some new movies by then we can talk about uh, for you guys. But uh, next Monday we'll be back. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Preston C. Moore. Uh, If you want to follow Raymond on Twitter, he is at Arvinya, R-V-I-N-Y-A-H. Uh, if you want to follow the website that I mentioned earlier in this episode that we both work on, that is called The Cinema Spot. That's We're on Twitter at The Cinema Spot, um, or we are online at thecinemaspot.com. Make sure to check us out. Um, but with that being said, uh, we're out of time for this episode. So thank you guys for listening, and we will be back next week. See you later. Thanks, y'all. Peace out.